You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. 11 minutes after 5 o'clock, the discovery of six decomposing bodies of people suspected to have been sex workers has brought about yet again the issue of safety of sex workers. Civil society organizations say decriminalizing sex work will minimize the safety risks, especially for women. Joining us for this conversation is Reverend Bafana Kumalo from the Sonke Gender Justice. Rev, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Has there been any confirmation as yet whether the six women are indeed or were indeed sex workers? Good afternoon to you and your listeners. Uh, in fact, there has been confirmation from a member of a partner organization, Sisonke, that organizes in the sector of the sex workers that at least four of the women have been identified as uh, sex workers mm. who are also part of the movement. Sure. Um, and what does this then all say? Well, in your intro, you have already laid out the issue. Uh, the challenge we are facing here, I think, is lack of policy and uh, legal framework to ensure that uh, uh, sex workers uh, are in a safe environment and protected by law. And because of this lacuna, you then have this kind of incidences where perpetrators uh, can take, you know, the liberties of abusing and even killing, as we've seen in different states um, of um, service providers um, in such a brutal manner. The fact that, you know, many of these bodies were found in decomposed uh, condition is really saddening. And, and we want to really extend our condolences to their families mm. and hope that the criminal justice system will leave no stone unturned in ensuring that justice is served in this regard, irrespective of the fact that, you know, we are in a society that still uh, does not take good care uh, of those that are are in a vulnerable sectors of our economy. But how would decriminalizing sex work um, have saved these six women? Well, for instance, they would have been operating in a safe environment because at the moment the people have to operate in an environment of fear, uh, which then leads them to go to such, you know, conditions where uh, they may be drawn into unsafe environments um, and get killed. Uh, obviously, you know, at least the information we have now, this has been happening over time, mm. uh, which is why some bodies are decomposed in such a bad state. Which mm. means, you know, uh, these are people that were eating out a living and may have been, you know, drawn into that environment because they thought they are doing a, a, a service which uh, is part of their profession, uh, and yet they were dealing with someone who had ulterior motives, uh, which have led to their death. Mm-hmm. Now, if it was decriminalized, they would have been in a safe environment where there would have been protective measures, and other people would have known that they are there. There would have been security like in any other, you know, uh, business enterprise to, to ensure that uh, there's safety uh, for, for those that are yeah. in operation. So what would decriminalizing mean for that relationship between um, between the between the client as well as the service provider, considering that there is also the, the shame that's attached to it? Um, and of course, you're also dealing with the stigma in, in the sex work industry as well and the anonymity that uh, sometimes even the client wants, and even sometimes the sex worker? Well, uh, 
decriminalization does make a difference. I mean, we know from other countries where they have this kind of legal framework, uh, as I've indicated, you then set up a proper system where they have clearly identified environments. You know, uh, clients will know then where to go and and, and uh, provide and, and get the, the service that they require. And, and as it is always a negotiated uh, engagement, pay for the services that they will receive. But it also means that uh, the sex workers will have access to, you know, health facilities, uh, will have access to safe uh, working environment that is protective. Because many of these, uh, 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 you will be aware, are also family members who have children who provide for their families. And everyone will know, at least in the family, that is where my parent is working. And my, and, and, and therefore, if there are any challenges, people will know where to go. Now, because it's such an uh, unorganized environment, people simply take chances and run away from police. They then get to be vulnerable and be exposed to the kind of dangers that we have seen in this incident. Yeah. This, uh, by the way, is not an isolated incident. Sisonka will tell you that this is happening almost every day across the country. Either people being assaulted, or being forced to provide the service and not be paid, uh, or being you know exposed to all sorts of vulnerabilities. So decriminalization would really provide a safety net that uh, people are protected uh, in this environment. Mm. How would you respond to somebody who would argue and say that if um, the women didn't engage in something that is unlawful, um, perhaps they could be alive today? I wouldn't say that. I mean, because, look, we are living in South Africa. I don't think we should be desensitive uh, uh, to the mm. fact that women generally are dying every day in this country, you know, irrespective of whether they are sex workers or not. Mm. So I, I think that kind of argument would not hold water because, as we all know, almost uh, one woman dies in six hours every day in South Africa, you know, from intimate partner violence or you know, uh, femicides or gender-based violence at homes by people that they know. So the bigger issue we are dealing with here is, you know, toxic masculinity, people who feel that they can do whatever they want uh, with bodies of women and have very little respect for the law. So nothing can stop that. What you need is an environment where you can at least protect the sector in ensuring that uh, when they feel that they are vulnerable, they can call the police. Mm. But I can assure you, in this instance, even if they knew that they are experiencing this kind of challenge, chances are the sex workers would have had to think about means of getting out of that uh, warehouse to find their way and run away, which is usually very difficult, yeah. of course, because those who plan these things are usually well organized. Yeah. Um, so decriminalization would obviate a lot of those challenges. Yeah. And would decriminalization also open up a, an op- a window of opportunity to say, when it comes to security measures that are, uh, that are put in the industry, that things such as the ability to track um, some of the service providers and also um, have a panic button, perhaps? Yes. I mean, you have then all those options. Uh, we have technology now. This thing can be put on cell phones. Uh, to ensure they alert somebody when they go, and if there is a problem, they could then press the button and, you know, help could be on the way. But as we see in other countries, Netherlands and others, where you have this properly organized, 
there is security around the environment where this service is provided, and therefore uh, there's very little um, exposure to the kind of vulnerability that we see in, in our country. Thank you so much for your time, Reverend Bafana Kumalo. So song, sorry, Sonke Gender, uh, Sonke Gender Justice co-founder there on the discovery of those six decomposing bodies over the weekend and also the confirmation that he says that they got from Sisonke that at least four of um, the women have been confirmed that they are indeed or were indeed uh, sex workers.